What is up, you beautiful bastards? It is your boy, Water Bottle, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. This episode is where I answer your questions about what's going on in your business and life journey. I was number 30 at Facebook, number four at Mint.com, and I have helped build and failed a bunch of companies. Some have done pretty well. Today, I help run AppSumo.com, number one site online for software deals. We promote insane software at great prices for solopreneurs. It's a relatively sizable business. What's more interesting, we've been doing it, and somehow we are magically still around 13 years later, where I think there's a lot of advice and wisdom in there. By the way, if you are growing or starting an online business and you need some help and good deals, check out AppSumo.com. Today, we have three things I'm going to be going over. Numero uno, when do you know is the time to hire someone and what role? Two, I feel like I'm special. How special am I? And do is all entrepreneurs feel that way? And three, every business idea has already existed and it stops me from taking action. What should I do? Just give up and go work at Dunkin' Donuts. Look at it, it's not bad actually. These are questions you've submitted and I'm gonna be giving you exact answers what to do about them. You can also submit your own question about going on in your business, specifically in marketing, starting a business, scaling a business at okdork.com slash asknoah. Before we dive into the show, check out our newest tool that we've built that has been exploding called tidycal.com. Basically think Calendly, except not expensive and simpler. And there's some really neat functionality where you can actually use it to make money by using it as a way to charge clients which is going insanely well. Go use it yourself if you're a freelancer, if you're an agency, if you're a consultant, if you're a contractor at tidycal.com. It's what I use to book people for this show and customer calls. Also, if you want to start a business, but you're running into hurdles, which I hope you're not doing that since we're not 18 years old anymore. But if you need help in starting a business, Monthly 1K can do it. Right now, the price is only 20. Yes, we raised the price. Probably going to raise it again. If you are interested and you need help in starting a business, a lot of people have used it, tens of thousands, and it's really fun, and it gives you structure and credibility and support. Go to okdork.com slash monthly1k. And lastly, we have a book coming out called Million Dollar Weekend, which is the guidebook about how to get your business started, overcoming fear, and having fun. It should be fun. Hit me up at book at okdork.com to find out about the early book launch. I could use some of your help. If you want to review the book, interact with me, leave comments. Hit me up, book at okdork.com with your email. Question number one, when did you know it was your first time for hire and what role was it for? From Jim Wang. What up, Jim Wang? So this is something I've noticed in business is that when you ask the question, you already know the answer. So that's pretty true, Jim. I think you probably know it's time for you to hire someone. And which role is it for? What do you need? So for me, every time I've thought about this is the right answer. I'm gonna give you some stories and specific examples. So The number one way that I've looked at hiring, and I still do it to this day, is ROI, or return on capital specifically. So when can you easily and obviously see that there is a return on capital from hiring this person? Another way of considering it, Jim, is when can you see that it is a bottleneck of time that will free you up? You can check out the book, The Goal. It's a little dense, but basically it'll help you understand like what is the priority thing that's holding you back from growing your business. Let's say you have a flywheel, like AppSumo, for instance. We put out deals put out great deals and we get people to come back, but we're not getting actually that many new people to come in. That is the main bottleneck. Same thing with hiring. What is the bottleneck? Is it a salesperson? Is it a marketing person? Is it an operational person? Is it a support person? Is it a developer person? I don't know. That depends on your business. Let me give you some two examples uh, to help really hit this home for you, Jim. And I hope it's helpful. First off is AppSumo.com. So when I started it 13 years ago, it was just me I would contact the companies, I would do the support, I would do the website, I would do the marketing, and I would do everything. And after maybe about six months of it, it was doing like five, ten thousand bucks a month. It's pretty crazy. And I said, man, if I could get two deals a month 
I could double the business most likely. And that's the number one thing holding me back from growing the company. And so what did I do? I was going to do some stupid joke like I called my mommy. No, I hired my mom. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't hire my mom. But I hired a salesperson. And especially if you're just starting started with hiring, I've got to give you the advice. Don't worry about hiring the right person. Just worry about learning how to hire and how to coach and how to train and how to set goals. And think of it as just an experience. All this is just an experience. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that it has to be perfect. And I can't tell you how many times people are like, oh, I, I hired someone who didn't work out and I'm not hiring again. And I'm like, good luck with that. Doesn't mean it can't work. But even if you're hiring contractors, like you use it as an experience of learning and growth. So with AppSumo, I think I posted it to the AppSumo. I don't even know if we had an email list at that time, but maybe I posted it to social and I got this guy named Matt. Matt hadn't really done a lot of sales. He really liked AppSumo. And I was like, all right, just go sell stuff and I'll give you 25% commission. Pretty much instantly, the business started growing faster because there's more products that were high quality coming into the site. So for me, the number one thing was that. And then after we kept getting more deals and it was selling more, I was like, oh man, I'm answering all these support tickets. And what you need to ask yourself is, what is the best use of your time? And when I say that, I don't mean just like, all right, well, this is not making me any money. If I do this, I'll make more money. Also, it depends on what do you like to do and what do you think you want to be spending your time on, not just what makes you the most money. I think people get that a little bit twisted or they think that's the only way to consider it. And so then it was like, oh, I need a support person. So we ended up hiring this guy who lived in like a cave. It was just weird. It didn't work out. But it just got us going that once we hired the person, once you saw that, wow, it freed us up to do other things, you're like, oh, this is good. What else can I hire for? What's the next bottleneck in my system? So that was the specific one with AppSumo. Another example on, on a smaller scale, and that was AppSumo's small scale as well, was for me with all this content. And so we had Mitchell who was kind of helping out with a bunch of random stuff. And I was like, man, I'd really like to, to grow my presence, my online presence. And it was like, let's hire someone to help grow Instagram. That was the channel we chose. And so Jeremy, who followed me, or I don't like the word following, it sounds so creepy. But the person, he knew who I was. And so he actually hit me up cold to end up working with us. And when he contacted me, I was like, yeah, do you want to help me grow this? And the key thing here is that Jeremy worked for free. So I just want to call this out is that if you were just getting started in hiring and you maybe don't have a lot of money, be creative. How can you maybe do it for free? How can you do it on commission? Just like I did with Matt. How can you do it maybe on like half dollars, half commission, whatever it is, maybe give them coupons for Taco Bell. I don't care, but you can figure it out that way. And pretty quickly with Jeremy is like, oh, this is interesting. It's definitely able to help grow the content and do really well with that. And now he runs pretty much all the content and a lot of the dork business. One thing I, I do have to call out though, maybe I make it sound so easy is that one, it won't work out. And two, literally the moment we, I agreed to hire Jeremy, I had not bad, but I had anxiety where it's like, holy shit, I've got to pay this guy and I'm responsible for $60,000 a year. And that was after he did a free trial. So I had a little bit of confidence that he could do the work. And he makes a lot more than that now. So that's why I don't mind sharing his original salary. But the point I was going to make is that it is a little nerve wracking. It is a little scary. You are responsible for this person. And that's also part of the fun. A lot of the best moments at AppSumo today, at Dork today, is because of the people who I get to work with. And so go and hire someone else. Go have another person to join you on this adventure. And what'll happen, I've generally noticed there's like three phases of hiring. It's like anyone with the brain, anyone smart, anyone who's an expert. So that's one, two, levels one, two, and three. And level one is just get someone to do it. Number two is get someone who has aptitude to do it. And number three is get someone who knows what to do. And it is a tremendously different experience when you've been with someone who's already gone the distance and that they can come in and really drive home what needs to happen. But for you, just get to level one, get someone for hiring. And you're like, wow, this is pretty damn awesome. So that should help you out, Jim. And if you have any other further questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter, at Noah Kagan. Also, if you guys have feedback, if you're on your phone right now, just shoot me an email. Go to the email thing, 
Noah at okdork.com or hit me up on Twitter and just let me know what you think of these episodes. I love hearing your feedback. There was Kato on Twitter. She's like, I listened to your episode and I really appreciated the last one where you talked about just what was going on in your week. I was like, sweet. I love hearing from y'all. Question number two. This is an interesting one from Alexa Kristovic. I have a feeling that I'm special and I kind of know that I will have more and that I'm willing to work towards something I want. So I wanted to ask you, did you have that feeling I'm different than others, I can do more? And if you did or did not, what would you suggest to people that think that way and people that don't think that way, including myself, wishing you all the best? So this is interesting. First off, Alexa, you are special. You are, 100%. I promise you. Second, we are all different. And so it's interesting, rereading your question, I, I read it differently. I actually thought the first time around you said, hey, I'm better than others. <laughs> and what do you recommend if you're better than others? I was like, I don't know, embrace it. But it sounded like I'm different than others. And what would you suggest to people who don't think that way? Dude, you're great. I think maybe you're not recognizing your greatness. You need to find a mirror, aka a person or journaling or some way to recognize the things you're great at or do more things to find the things you're great at. That's just a fact. I know for myself, I used to think for the longest time, you guys or people that follow me on Twitter must be stupid because I'm stupid. I know that's a little weird, but that's how I felt. And I was like, oh, these guys can't be that smart. And maybe I am smart and they're just dumb because they listen to me. And then it was like, I actually met a lot of you in person or I've talked to you on Twitter or I've interacted with you. And I was like, holy shit, they're actually better than me in marketing. And they're really, really smart at something else. And I, I think that definitely goes for the same for you. So let's not discount yourself. Let's figure out what is one small step that you can build up your self-confidence and kindness on a daily basis. What it sounds like that needs to happen for you, and I think for frankly everyone out there, is how do you find out your own specialness and align that to your expectations? And are you spending your time, I like thinking about return on time, are you spending your return on time for what you're doing, right? So maybe you are special, but you're spending a lot of time in your non-special area. So what is my special area? Making content. I love this shit. I could do this literally every day. I'm doing this. I don't even think I get paid for this. And I still love it. Or I could be interviewing people or chatting with people. I love it. Give it to me every single day. And or promoting things. Like, let me go find cool stuff that's software, absolutely.com, or products or marketing. That's okdork.com. As well as a book that helps you do it yourself by teaching you how to do your own businesses. That's Million Dollar Weekend coming out soon. So I think you have to think about what is your own specialness and align it to your expectations. Everyone that's listening to this episode and everyone out there in the world is special. And everyone that's listening is questioning, wondering, what is our purpose here on planet Earth? And am I using my life as best as possible? Oof, ooh, we're getting, I didn't think we'd get so serious at June 6th at 2 p.m. Most important part for all of us is that you're satisfied and fulfilled with your life. And guess what? You get to be the judge of that. And so if you're finding out that it's not even about the special, you're just labeling am I special or not special, who cares about what's being special? It's really like, hey, are you satisfied with your own life? And being different doesn't make you better or worse, just makes you different. And we're all a little bit different. You know, one thing that I would say that helped me really empathize and work on that was that I was at this art museum in Austin, the Blanton Art Museum, and they had this picture exhibit highlighting inmates. And it showed actually the person and it said, here's what happened to them here's what I'm thinking, and here's how I feel. And it blew my mind. And I don't like people say blow their mind or things like that, because it's like, well, that, then you'd be dead. But it made it human. And it made me realize that they probably made one little mistake over 15 minutes or less, or maybe a little bit more, and how their lives are impacted, but they're still a human. And just knowing that was like, wow, we're all here on a planet. We're all trying to do our best. We all make mistakes. We're all learning. And that's okay. 
Now, Alexa, I think what I would recommend for all this is that just encourage a self-assessment. How are you? Like, where are you special? Where do you not want to be special? In business, actually, Andrew Chen, one of my best friends and uh, advisors, he said, Noah, stop trying to be so unique and special all the time. A lot of these things have been figured out. Just try to be special one out of 10 times and nine out of 10 times, just do what everybody else is doing. And I was like, that's so interesting. Sometimes trying to be special is actually not the right thing to be doing. It's actually doing what everyone else is doing for a reason. So I would encourage a self-assessment, do a journal to reflect on. What do I want to be doing more of? Where am I not different? Where do I want to be different? And then just get clear on where you want to be going with that. I was biking home last night, listening to some like angry music. It was like Eurostep with a dollar sign. I was just like, I was like, yeah, fuck you people. I'm gonna kill you. This, I swear to God, this what goes in my head. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you. Sorry, mom. I don't know if she knows how to listen to a podcast. But, you know, I would say for myself, there's a lot of times I feel doubted, like, oh, these people don't think I'm going to sell my book or discouraged, like, oh, Absumo's failing or, oh, no one's going to reply to me on these things. And sometimes that drives me or Facebook fired me or Silicon Valley thought I was dumb. And, you know, that drove me for a long time. And still to this day, sometimes it drives me, me against them. It's like Tupac, me against the world. And I do think the chip on your shoulder puts chips in your pocket and having a little bit of something to rally around and rally for is inspiring. Like my parents didn't want to do it. My parents love me and they're super supportive. Or my dad didn't acknowledge me the way I wanted, which is kind of true. In other areas, so find that for yourself. But the next part of this is almost just as important, Alexa, is that what happens when you stopped having to prove to others about for them and you could start thinking about how do I just prove to myself? Ooh, that's some deep shit right there, dog. You know what I'm saying? So I would think about what do you want to spend your time on? What do you want to be inspired by? Are you inspired to do audio editing like Jason at podcasttech.com? He does these episodes. Get excited. So instead of the hatred, think about the love. For real, the hatred or the chip proving wrong is the different angry, I got to do something. And eventually you get to the point where you're like, huh, what about the inside thing and less about the external thing? And start really being clear on that and let that motivate you and drive you. And I think you'll be surprised how far you can go. All right, buy my special snowflake, Alexa. And our final question is from Casey Ryan. This is a great question because, Casey, you're not alone in this one, and we've got some very clear tactics and next steps for you. He said, every time I think of a good idea, I find someone else that's already doing it. This puts me off, and I end up not taking any action. I keep researching and waiting for the perfect idea that no one else has thought of, but it doesn't get me anywhere. What should I do instead? You know, if this was true, Casey, we would all still be cave people, and nothing would have ever progressed. It's like, well, we already have food. We already have transportation. We already have these things. And so, Clearly, we've progressed as a society and civilization since then. So I wouldn't be too discouraged about all that stuff, man. You're good. I promise you, man. I promise you. So specifically around these things, I've seen people say this a hundred times. And the reason people do this, it's a way of protecting yourself from ever failing or trying. And I got to admit something too. I'm guilty. I've done this as well, where I I was going to start this events business. And I was like, ah, someone else already started it. And I was like, who cares? Right? I think when the, one of the keyest, most important things here to do, keyest, is that a real word, is separate out the idea from yourself. And so when you think, well, this idea has been done, it won't work. If I do it, it'll fail, means you're failing. And if you can separate that out and just be like, this is something I'm curious about. Let me just see what I can do with it. And it works or doesn't work, fine. At least think about that as a learning moment for you to keep improving. And the best business idea for you, Casey, is the one that you can take action on today. And this is something I'm thinking about in AppSumo, so it doesn't matter if you haven't started or if you're starting wherever you're at, is that the most important part of this is the momentum so that you can learn and improve on whatever it is you started. And even as I'm sharing this with you, let's say there's two restaurants and they're identical. 
And guess what? The only difference is one just really talks to every single customer. They listen to every single customer. And the other one doesn't talk to them, just does whatever. Guess what? Both can still win. It's not to say that one is better than the other. But I'm saying that there's a lot of room in the market for a lot of different businesses. So another example to really realize this is that how many restaurants that are very similar in your own city? A lot. I don't care where you are in the world, unless you're in Mars, which even in Mars, they have the same restaurants. Now, reflect on that. All right, well, what is the difference between ones that are doing well and doing poorly? Maybe it's the food. Maybe it's the location. Maybe it's the price. There are a lot of different things. But there are many of the same types of Mexican restaurants. You guys know I love tacos. There's a lot of different taco places. And guess what? One has different dishes. One might be vegetarian, da 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 There's literally a lot of different ways of varying it up. So don't let someone else that's already started it discourage you. Because the most likely thing is if you're just finding out about the idea, there's a lot of other people who don't know, meaning there's opportunity for you. So a few next steps. Number one, be inspired. Guess what? Being an entrepreneur sucks a lot of the time. But figure out why you're doing it. I'm not talking Simon Sinek, but just think, what is my dream? I want For me, it was always 3,000 bucks a month, living anywhere in the world, being my own boss. And that motivated the hell out of me. Even when I worked at Intel and Facebook and Mint, it was like, I was very clear on my dream. What is your dream, Casey? Be inspiring to guess what? You. Inspire yourself, man. Next up, do the coffee challenge. Go ask for 10% off. Next time you buy anything, you're going to get rejected and you realize it's okay. I still do this and it's still uncomfortable. It's not that it gets easier. You just get better. It's a Jim Rohn quote. I was buying hats and I bought one. I was like, hey, if I buy two, can I get a discount on the second one? And she's like, she looks at me like, what? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think I can do that. I was like, okay, there's no downside to asking. She's not rejecting me. She's just like not wanting to give the discount on that. And the coffee challenge is not about a discount. It's about realizing that when you're getting rejected for something, it's not about you. It's about the thing. Guess what? You are stronger and you can keep evolving. And that is why I like getting rejection so much. And I, you see me in a lot of my YouTube videos, youtube.com slash okdork. I go and get rejected still to this day. And a lot of times, the more I turn it into a game, not where I just want to get rejected, I want to succeed, but I realize they're just rejecting what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, that's okay. It's not about me. And as well, it helps you improve how you ask people so you can be more likely to not get rejected. Next up, instead of finding the perfect idea, focus on an idea you want for yourself. I always think the best problems to solve are the ones you have yourself. And what is something you can easily help one person with today? The stupidest, easiest, lowest hanging fruit ever to start your own business is to go sell shit online. You literally have hundreds of thousands of millions of people saying, hey, I want to give you money for different things. So sell something on Etsy, Facebook, Craigslist, Amazon, wherever, next door, I don't care, your neighbors, you can sell something, get a sale. And guess what? That is how you get confidence. So give yourself a time limit. I always talk about time limits to find a first customer today. Because the more you research it, the more you're avoiding the hard part, which ends up turning to be the fun part, which is making money. Next up, cut yourself off from researching. You are cut off. I'm cutting you off. You're officially now in rehab, my friend. I hate when people say that. There's no more magic bullets. There's no silver lining. I do this. Dude, I swear to God, I do the same thing. I read books. I'm like, this one book's finally going to have the answer. It's not. It's you. The answer is you, Casey. And the answer is action. I just told you. it. Stop reading. Stop researching. Stop listening. Stop watching. Start doing now. Wow, that was kind of commanding. I like it. With ideas, you can do variations. So with AppSumo.com, it was bundles and daily deals of software. That Guess what? There was Mac sites doing this. And I was like, huh, they're doing it for Mac, but not for this. So what's the variation you can do? So with tacos, can you do it with Korean food? Can you do home taco kits? Can you do taco parties? Or maybe it's just a standard taco restaurant that's vegan. The reality is in business, there's so much more room for the market than you realize. And what I mean by that is there's so many more customers available then you think if it's something people actually want. And that is a core problem that you need to be clear on. Is this something people want? 
Because if you do something and no one wants it, it doesn't matter if 10 other people are doing it. They're just dummies. So make sure you're doing something that people are excited to help you with. I'm going to give you another experience on this. With my book recently, I tweeted, hey, I'm looking for a launch team. One, it was I felt really loved and I felt grateful that there's people interested. But it was like, holy shit, people hella want to do this and learn about how to build a business in a weekend. And they've enjoyed the material I've put out over the years and they want to help me and I want to help them. And it was overwhelming. And I've had tweets that I get no responses. So I was like, all right, that was cool. Again, make sure it's something that people really want and get it going shortly. Potentially, if you need a variation, do it, but you may not. Now, with all the ideas we've talked about for you today, one, you got to enjoy it, most of it. Next, you have to have some ability in it. I've seen so many entrepreneurs and entrepreneur curious, I guess they're being called now, that they're like, hey, I want to do cooking and all this stuff. And I'm like, do you know how to cook? No, I don't even have a kitchen. I have a microwave dog. I'm like, all right, that's going to be tough. Or they want to do something uh, for content creators. Everyone wants to do something for content creators. I'm like, well, are you a content creator? No. Do you have access to content creators? No. Doesn't mean it can't work. It just means it's going to be hard. So you got to be clear on this. Do you enjoy it? Do you have some ability or advantage in it? And do you have a network of people you can offer it to? And I'm not talking complicated network. I'm talking like, do you have soccer friends? Do you have religious friends? Do you have colleagues? Do you have people with houses? Whatever it is, just get clear on that. Casey, if you want to be an entrepreneur and to whatever extent that you want that, you can do it. A hundred and thousand percent. And you just got to get started right now. That is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode as much as we did making it for you. If you've got questions, i got answers. Okdork.com slash asknoah. That's me. I answer your questions. Okdork.com slash asknoah. Go submit them. Also, remember to go subscribe to our email list. I put my best tips into a single short email each and every week and have exclusive content just for email subscribers. Okdork.com slash newsletter. And check out our course, monthly1k.com. It's just 20 bucks and it'll help you get $1,000 per month business started. You will get to the $1,000 a month. I do guarantee it as long as you're willing to put in the work. Most people are able to do something like that around 60 days, but I would say you can get there within a year. I promise. Head over to okdork.com slash monthly1k to start your journey. Finally, a couple shout outs to the amazing team, Jason at podcasttech.com. Makes the episode sound so good. Thanks to Jeremy, George, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, Jen, Tommy, and Sylvie from the Dork team for all the magic y'all do. Have a precious day. What's your favorite condiment?